the Super Speedway. For all the keyboard warriors, I'm going to do this in words of one syllable. The last green flag, full screen break of this race comes right now. Welcome to episode 270 of the Super Speedway podcast, recorded Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, are we the break that Mike Joy was talking about? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I hope I don't fall into that. Well, I, I have been pretty... Uh... I've been pretty punchy on Twitter lately, so I guess yeah, maybe right. I am. <laughs> I guess maybe I am a keyboard warrior. <laughs> you were in a mood last night, that's for sure. If anybody's yes, following, following James on Twitter, man, he was fired up. Yeah, I made a comment there, and then I was really punchy in our uh, in our group chat that we've got. It, <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes I just like to, as I, as I said, I like to stir the pot. Right. So I think that's what I was doing last night. Well, so, so was Mike Joy stirring the pot on Sunday. And then yeah, he was uh, more on Twitter. He was also arguing with a couple fans on Twitter uh, this week as well. Um, but uh, I guess we can start there, James, because we got some race to talk about, but not a whole lot because not a whole lot happened in this race. Um, <laughs> what uh, does, does, is, is Mike Joy right in doing what he's doing? Or is that uh, inappropriate for a professional broadcaster to be doing? I, so here's where I fall and, and I don't know, I'm curious to see where you stand on this, but, uh, I just think it lacks professionalism that he did that during the broadcast. I understand why, because he gets a lot of unnecessary complaints. Some right. deserve some not, but he also, he, he gives it back on Twitter. So when you give it back, yeah, you know, expect the, expect the mob to come get you and, and he didn't do himself any favors. Uh, alerting the people who aren't even on Twitter during the race that that this is going on. So um, I, I just think it's not not he doesn't have to go into the muck. Mike Joy is better than that. Yeah, I, I honestly, as somebody who works in the media and who deals with social media comments and things like that, um, you're better off to ignore it than to address it, because as soon as you address it, no matter how you address it, you're just encouraging those keyboard warriors, he says. Yep. Um, I'm mixed on this because I so on one hand, I understand Mike Joyce frustration. And I also do respect the fact that here's a guy who has been in this industry for a long time. He's seen it all and he has a stance on it and he's not afraid to give us a stance. And we don't we don't want vanilla people. Well, maybe we don't want vanilla broadcasters either. And it's kind of sure. nice for him to, you know, call people out. I prefer he do it on Twitter and not during the race broadcast. But yeah. And, and on, on the same aspect, you know, I. I have a lot of complaints about the Fox broadcast and, and we yes. could have multiple episodes, which we have. We've, yeah. And we've been down that road, man. My, one of my, one of my smallest complaints at the more I pay attention to it and the more I consider it really is the commercial issue. Because mm -hmm. really, if you look back at old races, the commercials kind of fell the same way as they do now. Um, and, and NASCAR has done some things to try and make it. So there's fewer commercials I think my biggest problem with Fox with the commercials isn't so much of the commercials. It's the fact that so much of what's going on between the commercials is also a commercial in some aspect, you right. know, the Toyota, whatever front runners, whatever the hell they call it, you know, yeah. the Toyota driver update. That's what it is. That's, a, that's a commercial. Yeah, yeah. The Coca-Cola racing family. That's a commercial. The, Oh, here's an ad. We're going to ride on the, uh, the roof of this car for five laps with no commentary. That's a commercial. Yes. You know, it, it, it's it's all the commercials that were bombarded with. But, James, I can't play I can't play a, a video game without seeing, you know, if I play a, a oh, sports yeah. game on, yep. on 
the PlayStation, I've got ads now. Yep. If if I I'm fortunately I'm a Mac user, but if I'm a Windows user, there's freaking ads in the operating system. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I guess I can't really fault Fox for that. Um there's plenty else to fault them with. Um but I don't know. The race broadcast isn't the place to do it. Yeah. Um, and, and it looks silly and it just created a discussion. It just, it just made more discussion around Fox's commercials yeah. than it really needed to. We already I had think, enough. <laughs> yeah. And I think commentary like that belongs in a different format. Um, yeah. Do like it on Twitter pod- all day long. Yeah. Do it in a yeah, podcast. Come on a podcast or you know? do an interview, you know, do an interview with Adam Stern or, you know what I mean? And like look, have there a- is a lot and Dale Jr. Does a good job on his podcast. There is a lot that goes on behind the scenes that forces them to do the things that they do that mm-hmm. we as just fans do not understand. That's right. You know, and, and I get it, man. I, I, again, I know he, Mike joy takes so much crap for it. And it has, yep. I mean, Mike joy doesn't, set the commercials. He's just, he's getting paid by them to announce. Like if he, right, if, right. if he had the decision tomorrow to say, Hey, let's not do commercials anymore. He's going to take that decision, sure. but he's not going to say, Hey, stop paying me. <laughs> so yeah, we can stop. Yeah. So, so we don't have to have commercials. So, yeah. And I, 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 you know, one person I thought of during all this, this week was Joe Buck, who gets more crap than any announcer on, you know, in any, any form of sport he gets, he gets the most, you know, I think he's, you know, he's often seen as you hate my team, Joe Buck. And, you know, he gets a lot of crap for that. Right. Um, but you don't you don't see Joe Buck on Monday Night Football or during the Super Bowl calling out the, you know, the keyboard warriors, even though he's, you know, getting dragged all the time and, and sometimes deserve it and sometimes not. Um, I just, you know, I, time and a place for stuff like that. I take it, take it somewhere else. Don't uh, I don't know. It's yeah. he, you're just you're just flaming the fire a little yeah. bit more you're, you're pouring gas on it when you don't need to so and just have your broadcast and, and uh, you know fox just be more professional and, wow. and like you said eric there's stuff going on we don't understand but their their broadcast is a little cartoonish and uh <laughs> literally you know, they have cartoon characters yeah yes i know so and they've had them for a long time but yeah um i mean yeah that's that's where i fall on it yeah there i mean Fox's broadcast isn't necessarily what you'd call professional. So I guess it fits. Um, Mm -hmm. So one more thing while we're on the discussion of Fox, I'm going to get on a soapbox again here for a second with something else. Uh, I want to talk about Danica Patrick and I'm going to go a different direction. Well, I'm going to go a different direction. than You think I'm going to go. So here's the deal. (laughs) Um, Danica Patrick's done the last two races. Um, We've criticized her uh, work in the booth. Uh, with SRX last year, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. we've criticized her last year when she was on Fox. Um, mm-hmm. She's not great in the booth. She she just isn't. Um, that being said, uh, every time that Dan- Danica Patrick is willing to come on the broadcast, Fox should say yes. And the reason that is, James, is this is a woman who tried, who left IndyCar to come try and race NASCAR. She got beat up in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. She got I mean, she yep. had, she had a ton of fan support, but she got beat up. She got beat up in the car. She took hits. She took crap from people. She was blasted her entire career in NASCAR about not being good enough. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Danica Patrick has come back to NASCAR to work somewhere mm-hmm. in NASCAR and pay attention to NASCAR. That's good. <laughs> you know, we should respect <laughs> the fact that she's willing to come on these broadcasts and take the criticism because she actually likes the sport 
or the money or whatever it is, but she's willing to come and do it and give us, give exposure to a sport that beat the crap out of her. So I'm not going to pick yeah. on Danica Patrick anymore. Let's have her on. I, I We discussed last year. I do believe that there's a place for Danica Patrick in NASCAR. I would love to see her in, you know, the Chris Myers pre-race host seat versus in the booth. Cause I just don't think she's good at, 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 you know, the commentary yeah. stuff. Um, but man, the, the, we should respect the fact that she's willing to come back. We should respect all these drivers that are willing to come back and participate in the sport. We should re- respect Clint Boyer who retired. They talk, this, this came from DBC, by the way, Clint Boyer is rich. He has no reason <laughs> yeah. to be good. Yeah. in the booth with NASCAR, but yeah. he does. Cause he loves the sport. Dale Jr. is rich. Dale Jr. does not <laughs> need to sit in the booth and commentate on a NASCAR race, but he does it because he loves the sport. We should throw our arms around these guys and appreciate the fact that they are willing to be here and part of our sport after they retired. There you go. Dang, Eric. Wow. <laughs> I have no retort. Yeah. And I feel, I'm, I'm I feel gonna... really bad for the criticism that I've given Danica Patrick over the years. I don't, but that's, I mean, <laughs> she's not, she's just not good at it. That's no, fine. It's not, but it's not her fault. I mean, I, I think they, she they might. asked her to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just looking forward to Kevin Harvick next year, but you know, the, I really the thing hope is, Kevin is, Harvick brings some normalcy to the broadcast. I, really I can't, I can't really complain about much because here's, here's the deal. They're so bad that I don't even listen to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah I, that's just kind of where I'm, I'm at right now. So yeah. I don't know. I I'm trying to be careful what I wish for, because as we, there, there was a thing I shared, uh, maybe I didn't share it, but there's, I've watched some videos recently of how bad um, ESPN was back in the day. And it's just, it's really easy to wish for what we don't have. And then we get it. I mean, Fox is the only network that has been with NASCAR since this exclusivity deal started. Mm -hmm. Like, do we really want to boot out the one loyal group who has stuck with NASCAR the whole way? They've been a, they've been a good partner. Yeah. I will, I will not, um, I will not disagree. I just wish that they would try to improve their pro. I agree. That's, that's one of the things that I think, is you know the next TV deal that comes up? Whoever yes. gets into the whoever gets into the game, I really hope NASCAR takes a hard look and is like, listen, we know you're gonna be giving, you're gonna be paying a lot of money for these rights, but don't get comfortable just because you get all this money for these rights. We got to make sure that you are, you know, doing a top notch job, basically. Right. You know, if you watch a Formula One broadcast, I mean, that is a very professional, well done broadcast. And I know I'm not I'm not talking about ESPN specifically because right. that's a whole I mean yeah, that's Formula One produces their own broadcast. It's, yeah, it's Sky Sky Sports is the ones who who produce who who do all that all of that except but, for Monaco, right? And Danica's on that, and she's yeah. not great there, but even <laughs> even still, um, you know they just do a they just do a really nice job, and I just think NASCAR could take a could take a page out of their book to. Oh, Make there's sure there's so much stuff that they do with F1 that I would love to see some of that. In oh, of our course. Sport. Oh, of course. Yeah. There's some really good stuff technology wise there. Yeah, that and they do. Yeah, and even the uh, you know even the driver's eye cameras from Formula yeah. One are just they're just phenomenal. Do they and... do they blur out the steering wheel on Formula One? <laughs> no, they do not. No, no they do not. Okay. No, they do not. I knew the answer to that question, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they do a good job with Drive to Survive on on that too. If you ever if you're curious to see it in in action. Uh, without watching a broadcast, but yeah, right. uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, 
you know, but I, yeah, you make a great point. I'm not going to argue with you about that. I just, I just hope that they don't get too stagnant, you know, yeah. over time. No, I agree. I agree. And I do think that there, there is some stagnancy there. Um, yep. and I do think some things need to be shaken up and, and I'm not calling for people to be replaced. I'm not calling for people to be fired or anything like that, but just whatever they, I think they, everybody needs to take a step back over there and just go, what can we do to fix this? And I mean, I know Fox has that belief they have all along of we want to be the fun broadcast mm-hmm. and let the other guys be the serious broadcast. Well, that's fine. But I think the, I don't know, the fun's gone too far, but the, has the fun ever not gone too far with Fox? We, just, had, we had digger. We had the grid. Well, I mean, all this stuff we've had all along, like they don't do that with the NFL. That's what I don't right. understand. Like yeah, I don't they, know. they treat the NFL well, you know, well, I'm, it almost I'm sure the, makes, it's almost like they're making a mockery of the sport they're supposed yeah, to be promoting. Yeah. And I, that's why, that's what I don't like. They don't. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, NASCAR has got to maybe police it a little bit or something. Somebody has got to have control somewhere. I don't know who it is, but right. Anyway. Uh, on that note, James, there was a race this weekend. Uh, yeah, man. it was, uh, we, we did some racing at, well, we did some driving around, uh, playing follow the leader at Phoenix. Um, uh, I know you didn't get a chance to watch much of the race. Uh, I watched the entire thing. Um, and wished I hadn't, (laughs) um, (laughs) I will say, so there's a lot of talk about, um, the aero package and I, this is probably in our notes. Um, yeah, it is. Um, a lot of talk about the aero package. A lot of people disappointed because they were expecting a big change with the updated aero package, uh, for short tracks. Uh, and, and this has been discussed. I don't know how many people listen to the other podcasts and stuff, but I, I've listened to DVC this week. I've listened to Denny Hamlin's podcast and I listened to a good chunk of juniors today too. And this was discussed throughout those ones as well. Part of the problem here is that Phoenix, I I love Phoenix. I think they've done some great things. From what I hear, the fan experience there is spectacular. Um, Phoenix really has never put on a real great race. It's no. just not a great, like, side-by-side. It's not a short track. It's, it's a fine intermediate between the short track and the mile and a half. But it's not a short track, and and right. to go in there and expect short track racing there is unrealistic. And so, no matter what they do to the Aero package, you're only going to get so much at Phoenix, unfortunately. Right. Um. So I think it's too early to throw in the towel and say this didn't work. Um. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think NASCAR. I mean, NASCAR still needs to work on it. Um, yeah. Denny Hamlin had a lot of good points in his podcast this week about uh, about horsepower and shifting. Uh, being two things they could really work on to solve the issues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it just, they couldn't pass and there wasn't a lot of passing in this race and it stretched out yep. and the cars were tougher to drive, but they weren't tough enough to drive for them to spin out unless wheels fell off. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so there you go. We, you got to follow the leader race. Yeah. And I, I'm going to wait until we see uh, Martinsville yeah. before I, I, and God, there's not much I hate more than package talk. Right, but God dang, we got to talk about it. Well, again, like, because... like Junior said today, we've been we've been we've been doing this for forty years. I mean, really, yeah. we've been talking oh, about yeah. the Aero package, talking about different packages on these cars for forty years. Yep, it's not going to stop. <laughs> yeah, it's just these cars. I mean, yeah, you said Denny Hamlin had some good points, and and I agreed with a lot of it because these cars are just they're all so equal now. Yeah. Um, you know, I I guess the benefits of the cost savings of having this new car are are something, but. Um, if you, you know, put it's just, four it's just tough. slot cars built exactly the same on the same track, they're going to go the same speed and they're not going to pass each other. Right. <laughs> and that's right. That's what we have, especially on yep. short tracks, because there's no, it, it just, well, you, 
yeah. you keep lowering the horsepower and that takes away drivability from the drivers. So yeah. you're seeing, you know, there's, you know, there's guys who are still super talented out there and oh, they're yeah. doing a great job driving these cars, but there's less, there's just less variance. I mean, the window is so much tighter to, to, to squeak through with, with different things that make you a better driver, make your team better, make your cars faster. Um, you know, it's, it's all kind of a piece of it. And, and, you know, we're seeing right now, you know, I've seen a lot of talk about, Oh, the parody has gone and you're seeing Hendrick kind of break through. I, I'm not so much worried about the parody of the sport as I am, you know, I want to see, you know, if somebody's going to be dominant, that's, that's one thing, but I just don't see the balance, you know, I, and it's not, again, it's not a parody thing. It's a, like you said, Eric, four slot cars on a racetrack. There, there's no, there's no variability of the drivers and, and and teams being able to really break through outside of Hendrick being fast every week. Um, that's really been the only con- constant thing we've seen so far. Well, and you take a car that's less difficult to drive and then you give it an extra gear so that yes. when you do screw up a turn, you just downshift and take off. Yes, exactly. You yep. Know? And it's, and it's gripped up and ready to go. Even if you're trying to take grip away, right. you know, you can hook those back tires up and you're, you're taking off again. Yep. Yeah, it, it is. Um, so uh, one person who managed to luck out uh, thanks to a yellow flag, a, a very timely yellow flag this week for the second week in a row, uh, William Byron <laughs> gets himself a win in an overtime shootout. I uh, was able to once yep. again beat teammate Kyle Larson um, for the I, 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 I James, these is this this week's notes or are these last week's notes? They sound almost identical. It's the same. <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't change the first bullet point because there's no need to. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, same same result for Bill there. Um, man, he he maxed out playoff points last week, and he dang near maxed them out again this week. Yeah. Um, but you know he didn't dominate the race by any means compared to what Kyle Larson was doing out there. But you know, right place, right time, and that team made another great pit stop. I mean that that two tire stop was so perfect. Yeah. I mean he hit the gas, and his his tire changer was coming around the front of the car, and it was just, it was like a beautiful symphony of <laughs> exiting pit road. And it was exactly what he needed to get in front of Kyle Larson. That was the difference. Yep. You know what I mean? It was, get, I mean, get up, get, get right where he needed to be, get the, get the spot he wanted on the track. And, and just, it was just perfect. I mean, it was, you can't, I mean, t- again, two weeks in a row, I feel like you could just replay what we put last week and, yeah. and put it here and it, we'd have the same kind of conversation. But uh, Kyle Larson definitely was kicking himself for the way he raced that final restart. Um, I, you know, I, there's been some contention between what was said in his radio too. I don't know if you saw that Eric. No, but, I didn't. Um, but uh, yeah, it sounded like the team was kind of like they were kind of ticked off at him just a little bit the way he raced it, but they, <laughs> they told him race your race. And uh, I think he was a little bit more worried about where William was trying to get him on the high side versus kind of, you know, running his preferred line there heading into turns one and two. And, and that's when he got that shot from Reddick down the when Byron got that shot from Reddick down the straightaway, uh, heading into three and four. And that was that was really the difference that put him out front, and, and nobody else could touch him from there. Uh, prior to the caution, uh, Kevin Harvick was on his way to locking himself into the playoffs for his final uh, oh, season. Man. Yeah. Uh, caution comes out at the wrong time for him. They pit, and uh, Harvick says he would rather be on offense than defense. Uh, the team takes four tires instead of two. Figuring that was the better call, and it worked out not to be, as Harvick was only able to get back yeah. to fifth uh, at the end of this race, despite having a chance, you know, with with two restarts, 
um, but still not able yep. to get up past fifth place. Uh, James, better to play offense than defense, or would you rather be the guy trying to block the the cars with more tires or better tires? It's so hard, Eric. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think have you a problem. with clean air the way it is, man. I don't think yeah. you want to be behind anybody. But then you've got so to counterpoint that you had Tyler Reddick right there, yeah, and he almost dang near won the race. But, but here's again, the thing he... with Reddick though is Reddick. The, and they said this on DBC. The TV TV did a disservice to Reddick this week because Reddick was up front all day long. Yes, he was, yeah. and did not get mentioned. Nobody noticed he was there, but he was there the whole race, so it wasn't un- yep. it wasn't surprising for him to be up there at the end. And guess what? He still didn't pass the guys with two tires. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and the crazy thing too is you know you had um, you had Blaney who ended up finishing second in this race. Yeah. I mean he was one Kyle Larson block away from from winning this right. race and. and and Kyle Larson maybe owes him a dinner because <laughs> I think, I think Blaney could have taken Kyle out, <laughs> yeah. you know, on one of those blocks. Cause he had one heck of a run and, you know, same thing with Harvick things break a little bit differently. If he gets a few more spots before that last caution off the, off the pit, uh, off the pit stops. I mean, he's even in, in an even better spot with four tires. So it's hard to say, you know, that he screwed it up. Would I have taken two there? Probably. I mean, that's what uh, that's what I think uh, Larry McReynolds was saying on yeah. the broadcast too. Was uh, what, how did he say it? If you don't take two tires here, you're getting fired or something. Right. I can't remember exactly how he said it, but yeah, they. Um, I, yeah, again, hard to argue with the call. In hindsight, yeah, you probably take two, but um, yeah, it is. Know, it is really easy on Tuesday evening to say yeah, what the right call yeah, was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but you know. I was surprised, I think, on my end, that team that some teams didn't take no tires and gamble yeah, it. Yeah, I'm really surprised. Like, I thought for sure, like, Eric Jones was one of them. Um, I thought he'd stay out. I mean, there's a couple well, of guys Well, especially because Jones pitted late. So yeah. he had better tires than anybody. Yeah, like, that would have been a top 10 move, probably. He wouldn't have yeah. won the race, but he would have won, but maybe got top 10. But I, guess I mean, honestly, if you think much. about it, James, we, we they only ran, what, three laps? Yeah. Because... We had, we had a caution right away the first lap yep. and then they came back and they ran the two laps to finish it. So you really only got to hold them off for three laps. Yep, exactly. I yep. mean, and that's, you know, you only got three laps to, to make it back through the field too. So I don't know. I, like I said, it's easy on Tuesday afternoon to say that it was the wrong call, but yep. um, Harvick certainly had one locked up there and, and threw it away. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, and, and gave, you know, uh, barring what happens with potential penalties with Hendrick, which we'll talk about later, um, basically locks William Byron officially into the playoffs because he's got two wins now and yes, he's not going to get nobody else. And yeah, I'm nobody else is, to bump yeah, him out of the fine. sixteen. So, yep, he's good. Yeah, we're not going to have uh, thirty-two <laughs> right. wins before before the playoffs. So yeah, right. he's good. So and I, I don't expect NASCAR. NASCAR might take in. some points away from him, but they're not going to take him out of the playoffs at this yeah. point. So. Probably not. No, I think he's locked in. Yeah. Sure. Um, we had a, a late caution uh, with Harrison Burton spinning on the front stretch. Um, yeah. Real quick caution again. Second week in a row we've had that. Uh, James, you got the notes here. Any issues with it? I'm going to answer real quick. Uh, no. Um, personally, <laughs> I feel if a car spins, it's a caution, and it should always be a caution. The only exception that I give it is. If somebody spins at the back of the field and there's nobody coming on the last lap on the back stretch, then don't throw the caution because the field's going to be slow by the right. time they get back there anyway. Um, otherwise, yeah, I think you need to throw a caution and listen, 
I get that people get upset over NASCAR manipulating the end of these races, but it was, it was not a great race. And if you're in the booth and you're human, are you not ready to push that button at any notice to, to spice things up? I, I am. And, and is that a problem? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I, yeah. You can't, you can't fault NASCAR at this point. I mean, um, sure. At least for the consistent. Phantom, the fan debris caution. Sure. I get that. But, and any debris caution really, but a spin, I mean, you got to throw the yellow for that. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, last week I wasn't quite sure <laughs> about what, what was going on there, but if they're going to be consistent like this, I yeah. guess all, all I've ever asked for from NASCAR is consistency. So, right. which we'll I, never I get. So. We'll never get, but we're we're getting we're getting close to it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have an issue with it. I'm I'm good with it. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, should we talk about the elephant in the room? Denny Hamlin and Ross Go. Chastain once again. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So again, we haven't had any announcements uh, Tuesday afternoon of penalties, but Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain got into it on the last lap, uh, battling for position. They went back. I was I was waiting for TV to ignore it, but they actually did go back and show the replay. Yeah. And uh, basically Hamlin went in a turn and pushed wide and Chastain was on his outside and Hamlin just never lifted and put Chastain on the wall. And <laughs> so he took his hands off the wheel. Yeah. Took them both yeah. back to the end of the field. Uh, hurt Hamlin more than Chat than Ross, of course, um, which, you know, you go, eh, you know, something, whatever, racing incident. And then Denny gets on the mic on his podcast uh, Monday morning and says that he did it on purpose. Um, yeah. <laughs> So and now NASCAR is investigating. <laughs> yeah. So, so precedent says that Denny's probably going to have a lighter wallet, uh, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, yep. First of all, I guess, James, uh, what do you think of Denny's move? And, uh, and second of all, do you think he should be penalized? Um, I think he will get penalized because he said it out loud. Right. Um, that wasn't the, the question deny, though, deny, sir. Deny. I know. I, <clears throat> Denny Hamlin is the worst at payback. Yeah. I think he sucks. So at it. He does. So with that being the said, I think he should get fined. <laughs> he can't even do it. He can't even do it. He can't do anything right with it. So right. yeah, fine him for all I care. Maybe he'll learn a lesson. I don't know. <laughs> um, yep. you know, I, man, so precedent says, yes, he should, um, based on yep. fines that they've given other drivers or, or penalties they've given other drivers for these same situations, especially admitting it, uh, he should be penalized. That being said, I wish that he wasn't. Um, I, yeah. I really want to go back to, I, I get that it got carried away, but I really don't like NASCAR over-policing stuff. And I think that's what makes NASCAR great. Um, somebody said, uh, or I forget who, who it was on Twitter today. Uh, oh, Kenny Wallace says that that Dale Earnhardt would have been fined a million times uh, for this sort of thing. <laughs> and then uh, James's buddy Pete Pistoni yeah. replies that it's been 22 years. Uh, why are we still bringing up Dale Earnhardt? And I agree with Pete Pistoni on that. Um, it's it's a different era now. Um, but that being said, that's that's what we pride ourselves with NASCAR is contact and self-policing and all that stuff. And I really I don't want to see NASCAR get in the weeds and start uh, policing these things. But you know how you solve that is you just don't get on your podcast and say you did it on purpose. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's tough. You know, you, I love you don't honesty. get on the mic at the end of the race and say, yeah. yeah, I brought the caution out on purpose. Dale jr. You know, you get penalized yeah. for that stuff. 
I know. I, I like I like the honesty and Denny's podcast seems to be doing what it was supposed to do. I know. That's the thing that concerns you know, me is he gets fined and he starts shutting up and then he's less entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I don't think he's worried about a fine as much as like I think he knows he's going to get fined. Yeah. He just says it anyway. So hopefully like it's not like he's going to get fined every week for saying stuff. Um, I really hope the Ross Denny thing and Denny says it's over. I, I'm yeah. so tired of it. I'm tired of these two yahoos. Oh, I'm not, there. man. Just, I want this. Oh, I man. want this, James. I want drivers I want to dislike each other. It's just, it's just so it's, I don't know, man. It so here's just, here's my theory. You want to hear my theory on this? It lacks pizzazz. You know what I mean? That's maybe that's the best way to say it. You want to know what my theory is? Sure. My theory is, is that Denny screwed up going to the turn. I think he did not lay off Ross because he knew who was up there, but I don't think he meant to do what he did. I don't think it was intentional. I think after the fact, Denny knows he's going to get fined for it, but he figures if he mouths off and says that he did it on purpose, that it ends it. Now he's got his payback back. The fans get off his back. Ross gets off his back and it's over with. So he's going to take the penalty. Denny doesn't say stuff. There's no way he said that on the podcast and didn't think about it and plan it out in advance. He knows what he's saying. He's very calculated. I and think how, I think he takes the fine to save face on this. I and and how many times are we all ever talking about the twenty, you know, twenty to twenty to thirtieth place race cars right. at the end of a race too? I think that might have had something yeah. to do with it. Like he saw an opportunity yeah. <laughs> there too. So yeah, I uh, I don't know. These two are just. I I like what you said, Eric. That rivalries are good, but this one just doesn't have the. It's very you know, childish. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Like it's not the, it's not Carl Edwards and Tony Stewart giving jabs each other at each yeah, other race the, the championship. It's the stakes the stakes are incredibly low at this yeah. point. Like just move on and race and let it's just it's just not natural. Like it's just Well they both that's look the stupid because they're so bad man. at it. I know. That's the thing. Like Tony Tony Stewart and Carl Edwards, okay. That's yeah. the that's maybe one of the best best single stretch of rivalry we've ever had and it's because it was organic yeah like you had one guy trying to hang on to the championship and you had one guy coming for it and it was just it was just naturally blooming into a really great storyline heading into the championship these guys are just trying to wreck each other every time they see them and it's like okay yeah and like you said they're bad at it right. so can we just can we just move on like i would rather have these two door banging for for a uh, for a race win than seeing them crash out of 15th place yeah i agree like it does this is not doing not doing anything for me at that point i agree and by the way it's not over james because the first time one no of them bumps is. the other one they're gonna it's gonna rekindle so right it's not over right never it's never over uh, I'm trying to think here if there's anything else really worth mentioning in this race uh, we kind of talked about the top five guys um Eric Amarola has to sit two laps for a broken wheel which is really odd the, yeah, that the, was a the weird, wheel was still was bolted to the car um yeah. so I don't know what happened there but uh but that happened um yeah otherwise kind of just uh just a race man just a kind of a parade of it was just a cars race going around the track <laughs> yeah. yeah um Chase Briscoe I, I gets a seventh was... place finish so uh, you know a good run for SHR finally yeah, I was I was just gonna say that because outside of Eric Almarola, um, you know, yeah. Ryan Priest was their worst finisher in twelfth out of out of the top yeah. three. I mean, that's, that's a really good day, good especially as what they've been. They've been struggling. Yeah, they've been struggling quite a bit. And and uh, we mentioned Blaney. Um, I was gonna ask you what you think about where Ty Gibbs is at right now, four races into his his actual rookie campaign. 
I'm a little surprised, actually. Um, he's yeah, he's I thought not, he'd be doing a little bit better. Yeah, well, I mean, I predicted he'd win in the first ten races, and I mean, we still got a ways to go, but um, yeah. it's not looking real great. Um, yep. I mean, we're we're gonna go to Coda, which I think is gonna be a good track for him. Um, yeah, but I don't know. No, I mean, he's not where I expected him to be. Um, but at the same time, again, it just goes to show you that this is a tough series. It's hard to do well in this series. Um, I yep. did think with the experience that Gibbs got last year, though, um, I thought he was going to get a head start coming in this year and maybe be able to really turn things up. Um, honestly, the one I want to draw attention to, and I'm glad you mentioned Gibbs because uh, it's worth mentioning Josh Berry gets 10th place finish uh, yes. in Chase Elliott's yeah. car after struggling last week, but getting a chance to work it this week, and he finishes yep. better than expected. So um, that's good his for auditioning him. For, uh, yeah, his auditioning for the 77 for next year looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, <laughs> that's what's going on there. Right. I was going to say, too, um, Brad Kozlowski had a really good race. Doesn't have the finish. Yeah. Uh, finishing well, 18th, both of those but, cars did um, well, actually, throughout this race. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were good. Those yeah. were good. That was a good race for those cars. I, you know, Brad. Well, Brad Brad I, had like, a shifting issue at the end of the race, by the way. That's why he finished yeah. so far back, because he was they were they couldn't get the car in gear. But, but if you do the eyeball test and I and I, you know, I'm not I'm not doing the data test here. Right. But if you do the eyeball test last year compared to this year, that oh, yeah. RFK bunch is leaps and bounds ahead of where they were at this point last Night year. And, and, that, and that's coming off yeah, that's coming off sweeping the duels at Daytona, and they're still yeah. better than they were last year. So, yeah, well they swept yeah, the duels really at Daytona to and then fell off the map last year. Yeah, I think uh I think Brad's gonna win a race oh, yeah. um before too long here. I, he's he's showing I mean they're they're showing speed. They're showing the whole the whole team's showing speed. That's good, good to see. Good super speedway racer could be this weekend. Ah, possibly. Yeah. There you go. Uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series was in action as well. Um, Sammy Smith, youngest driver to win in the uh, win the Xfinity, in the Xfinity Series at Phoenix, um, put on a beautiful performance in this race. Had a fast car all day. Just kicked butt. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Did it. Did the right things. Uh, Ninety-two laps led on the day. Uh, Cole Custer leads thirty-eight. Um, kind of saw a glimpse of what Cole Custer could potentially be on uh, this series again this year, getting his feet back into it. Um, yeah, he's had, he, um, he led at auto club a ton too. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's fast. Just didn't have the finish, uh, on this day, but still, still a good day. Yeah. Um, Austin Hill was terrible. Finished seventh. <laughs> Just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> anyway. Uh, 22 laps led for Austin Hill. So they continue their strong performance there. Um, Kyle Busch tries to take out his teammate on the last lap. That was interesting. Uh, <laughs> Justin Allgaier won the first two stages and then crashed out on lap 178. Well, let's let's reiterate. He didn't crash out. He got taken out by his teammate, yeah. Brandon Jones. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, we also the had... J- the JR cars were all over each other this yeah, weekend. We had Sam Mayer took Sam, out Josh Bay. Yeah, Sam Murray wrecked Barry. Um, yeah, they couldn't get away from each other. It was uh, it was kind of a mess for Junior Motorsports. And, and Dale Jr. talked a little bit on his podcast today um, that one of the things that affected them is, so last year, obviously, JRM was dominant in the Xfinity Series. Well, apparently, they, there's a shot at Pocono, is what he said, uh, coming down the front stretch where the cars are racing right straight at the camera. And NASCAR was looking at those videos and seeing how the, the JRM cars were crab walking. And so they changed stuff in the rear suspension of the cars, disallowed some stuff. And so basically, I think I think he said the trailing arm used to be multiple parts. And so you could manipulate some of those parts a little bit. 
And yep. now it's a single piece, and they don't have that advantage anymore that they had. Interesting, interesting. So that's what's costing the JRM cars. So they've got to catch back up now. Um, yep. And catching up is not going to work if you keep running into each other. So that's you got, right. Yeah. You got some strong personalities there, and you know you've got guys that, I mean, Brandon Jones is not Josh Berry's teammate. Brandon Jones is in that ride because that's the ride that they purchased for him. Essentially, you know, he's yep. not a JRM guy. Yeah, he's he's just in a JRM car. Yeah. Yeah. So you got and Josh Berry's trying to do something. Right. Like, yeah. So you got guys here that are looking out for themselves more than the team at this point. And, mm-hmm. you know, and Junior's not one that's going to want to step in and, and shake things up either. So he's going to be pretty careful about it. And that's what you get then is you get this type of situation. And unless somebody gets a handle of it, it's going to keep happening. So should have been a fun meeting yesterday, though. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, boy. I would have liked to have seen that, how that went. Yeah. I wonder if Kelly runs that meeting. I Kelly might run that meeting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Worth mentioning to Ryan Truex, too, equals his best finish yep. ever in the Xfinity Series and his part-time ride with uh, with Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, yep. Obviously, Joe Gibbs Racing has not lost anything with the rule changes in the Xfinity Series. Yeah, no, they're fine. Still stronger than ever. Um, yep. John Hunter Nemechek even did well with a car that was damaged from before the race started. Yeah, I like that. That was kind of cool. They taped it up yeah. and wrote super on it. That I was pretty it. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. And then uh, Chandler Smith finishes fifth still after the trouble with Kyle Busch. And so second week in a row, um, Chandler Smith is beating Kyle Busch in the same equipment. His old um, boss. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's interesting. You know, that just shows that that kid's strong. He's uh, he's doing better, I think, in that seat than I expected him to do. So, yeah, he, you know, um Gosh, yeah, he's he's in his age 21 season now. Um, he was – it's so weird. He's he's 12 years younger than Josh Berry, so right? we got to um, – but he – I remember hearing about him coming up through the ranks of local, you know, short track racing. Everybody's like, yep, keep an eye on Chandler Smith, and it never really came to fruition, but you can start to see now as he's maturing in this ride – um, I mean, gosh, Eric, we've run, you know, four, four races so far in the Xfinity series. He's three, five, three top fives, average, right. <laughs> average, uh, finish of sixth. So, yeah. um, he's, uh, you know, good equipment. Look at him go here. He's going to win some races in this Xfinity series season. He might be a real threat for the championship. Yeah, I think so. Uh, early on. I mean, he's really showing his way here. And, and I know last week got away from him a little bit, but, um, you know, if he, if he starts to light the world on fire, uh, could be interesting to see what his future holds here as he, you know, looks to maybe get into the cup series here in the next year or two. And I would argue that with Kyle Busch running in that same equipment and, and Chandler outperforming him um, or, or where Kyle Busch is running in that equipment, that Chandler is that that equipment is not equal to what those Joe Gibbs racing cars are, are running. And maybe even the, you know, the RCR cars, um, yep. Sheldon Creed gets a third place finish of this race. Again, I mentioned yep. Josh Austin Hill did well. Um, so he's probably, you know, carrying that car on his back a little bit right now too. So yes. if he had equal equipment, he might be even better. So that just goes yep. to show you what, uh, what we yep. might expect out of him. Exactly. All right. I think that wraps up a race discussion, James. I think so. Uh, let's talk some news items. We will talk Hendrick motorsports first. Um, as we alluded to earlier, potential penalties coming for Hendrick Motorsports. We don't know yet. Um, the NASCAR confiscated the hood louvers, um, which are the, the vents basically in the hood of the car. 
um, from Hendrick Motorsports, uh, all four cars this weekend. They also confiscated, I, I've, I've heard mixed reports, whether it was all of Colleg or just uh, Justin Haley's car from Colleg. Um, but they, mm. they also confiscated those as well. Um, so the expectation is that uh, they had modified them in some aspect, and the precedent has been set for some pretty hefty penalties if that's the case. Um, we didn't see yep. anything announced today, which usually Tuesday is when we see that, but we do, sometimes do see it Wednesday. Um, mm -hmm. The other question is, is maybe it's just something NASCAR didn't like, and they're going to just say, don't do this. Um, you can't modify the parts. There are some issues with this car, apparently, and then they, they talked about it. Um, I think Denny Hamlin talked about it on his podcast that basically there are hundreds of manufacturers that make the parts for these cars and these parts mm -hmm. all then have to fit together and they don't always fit together correctly. And sometimes NASCAR will yep. say, okay, you can shim this or do this to this part uh, to make it fit. And other times they're like, okay, we know it's not quite right, but don't touch it, leave mm -hmm. it alone. And supposedly that's yep. what happened with these louvers is they were told to leave it alone and something happened with Hendrick that they didn't like. Now, they did let Hendrick finish practice uh, with these hood louvers in and then confiscated them and had him change it before the race. So um, yeah. a lot of up in the air. I think everybody's expecting penalties. Everybody's expecting hefty penalties. Uh, what do you think, James? I mean, yeah, I think <laughs> uh, it, it's tough because they took they, they took care of it before the race. Right. So. Part of part of me is wondering if they're not going to hammer them as hard as maybe we think we are. Uh, we think they will, but Jeff Gordon seems to think that something big's coming. But yeah, um, I, I I'm guessing it's going to be probably a hundred points per car, and and possibly some playoff points here, plus a monetary fine. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe the crew chiefs are all going to get tossed too. I yeah. this the, I mean I think it, it could I be, think RFK could really be that sets big. the precedent from last year, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and think about Denny Hamlin's disqualification last year too, yeah. and that was during a race. Yeah. Um, and well, like Denny that... said, they didn't they didn't modify a part. Jacobs Racing didn't yeah. modify a part. They just uh, made it made something thicker. Made the made the decal goofed, thicker. Yeah, they yeah they they goofed with it a little bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, part of me wonders like if it is a manufacturing flaw do you really need to hammer the teams or was it in, now, if it was intentional and they were really screwing with something, NASCAR is going to be able to tell us that. Yeah. And I, and I, I hope for our sake on the, you know, on our side of things, I hope NASCAR is fully, you know, full clarity. You know, they were manipulating these parts and here's why we hammered them. Um, but if NASCAR comes out and said the parts were, I don't know, weren't what they were supposed to be and that's it. And then they, then they hammer them. I just like to make sure that it's, it's known exactly what happened here. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, fortunately they took them off and they really sold those cars, those Hendrick cars down this weekend. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're, you know, if you're William Byron, like you're, I mean, he's driving away with the playoff lead right now. Yeah. You gotta, you know, you gotta hope that he, he doesn't get like Kyle Larson. It doesn't matter right now. Like, right. Go ahead and hammer, hammer me for points. I mean, I'm not really, no. But William Byron could be the one that gets really hurt here. It does matter though, because Larson hasn't won a race yet. So right, you would right. expect he will. But if he doesn't, he those hundred right. points would be a big deal. Right, but I think you know, obviously, the hundred cars are going to win races. Yes, yeah. you would think. Know, all those guys look. All those guys look like they're, they can win. Could very uh, potentially right be the largest penalty we've seen in NASCAR um, or in the Cup Series due to the fact that there's four teams. Um, right. And previously, we haven't seen four teams hammered. So. I don't It'd be know. Interesting be... to see if they get all. I mean, if all the crew chiefs get kicked out, yeah, 
that's going to be interesting. Yeah, like, how do you cover for four know, crew chiefs? I, although I, I think do you call Chad Knaus. <laughs> yeah, the way NASCAR <laughs> no. does the crew chief suspensions is so freaking stupid, though. Like they're not suspended. They just it's just a little bit di- more difficult to communicate with them. It's like they still call the race. Yes. I mean, it's dumb. Yep. Yep. NASCAR should yep. make them all go to the R and D center and sit in a room with no Wi Fi. That's what they should do. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You Lock know? them up. Actually suspend the guys. Right. Um, so, yeah, so we got that. We have the, the Denny Hamlin thing we're waiting on to see um, what uh, what we might see uh, this week for penalties. Could be an interesting week yet uh, leading yep. into Atlanta. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, obviously, we'll whatever happens, we'll come back next week and, and talk about it just a little bit more in depth. But hopefully, yeah. um, you know, hopefully we have some clarity here in the next you know, 24 hours, I would guess. Yeah. If NASCAR does anything we'll real crazy, we'll, we'll have an emergency pod, but I don't really expect it to be anything unprecedented. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't think so. We'll see. Yep. Uh, yep. NASCAR is expecting a buttload of people at Chicago uh, for the Chicago street race. Uh, $50,000, $50,000, 50,000 people a day um, <laughs> yeah. at this race. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, it's, it. I hope it, you know, I hope it's it, popular. I, I I think so. One of the reasons I wanted to talk, touch on this really quick is I, fifty thousand seems like a lot down, there. but I I don't know. Like this is all new. So, um, but the so a big thing that's going on right now is the taste of Chicago is being moved from its date of I think fifty years downtown. It's it's really causing some more ruckus. <laughs> um, Nas, NASCAR has not created itself a very warm welcome in yeah. Chicago. And I'm, I'm wondering how this whole thing is going to go because people don't seem to be embracing it in the city, you know, from everything I've been seeing. So I, part of me is wondering if this is a one and done deal because this seems to be a little bit more messy, you know, as we get closer to this race, it's just, um, it's a little messy. And also they're expecting to lose money. Yeah. On this race. That's another note from this, from this article is they're not expecting to make money off of this investment. I think that's going to have the taxpayers of Chicago very, uh, very upset as well. So I, yeah, boy, this, I guess it depends on how, this... how it affects businesses and stuff in the area. If they see a positive yeah. outcome from it, I think it might turn things around. Um, man, this is a big undertaking to, to close down yeah. the center of town in Chicago. I mean, this is the reason that we don't, see races in new york city you know that's it's this is tough to do and i honestly am surprised i mean they really bullied this way this through kind of backdoored it in just very quickly very messy it's not like again i hate doing this i really do but you look at f1 going to las vegas right and that is being welcomed with open arms man people are People are loving that it's coming to, to Las Vegas. Yeah. I just don't think Chicago cares for their auto racing. I mean, it just might not be the right town for NASCAR to be in. Chicago hates everything. You know? I mean, I'm a Bears fan. That's I know it's... they hate everything. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. Shoot, the Bears are trying to get out of town. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, they are. you know, yeah. so um, I don't know. Yeah. I God, I can't wait till the love affair with Formula One goes away. Because you know what's going to, James? Everybody... NASCAR, had, well, eventually NASCAR had the casual fans that got on it because will. it was cool too, and, and yeah. Formula One's got that now, and they're, it's gonna it'll go away. Not that yeah, I, it's, I don't it's have an anything a, against Formula swoon. One, but it is definitely the the popularity of Formula I know. One is inflated right now because of that show. Oh yeah, 
Yep. It's yeah, the cool it's, it's thing to do. Def- yep, and and young people love it, and that's yeah. you know that's why you know it's it's popping like it is, and that's why I said I hate to compare NASCAR to Formula One because it's not the same. Right. Um, I th- I think of NASCAR not as a national sport. I think of it more as regional, like in pockets, yeah. kind of like baseball. Um, Formula One seems to be in an international boon right now. Yeah, it is of of popularity, which is which is fine. I mean, right. Formula One's always been very popular in Europe. Obviously, that's that's its home base. It's always had struggles here, um, but now it's popping over in America, and and it just seems like it's more wa- like, you know, I saw Formula One looking at you know running a street race in London, and yeah. it's not as pretty as you might think it is. But <laughs> for whatever reason, here in La- here in America, we're gonna put a we're gonna put a street circuit in Miami. And we're going to put one in Las Vegas. And the Miami thing was pretty ugly, but nobody seemed to care because they got their F1 race. Yeah. Uh, NASCAR, I don't think NASCAR has that. Um, NASCAR doesn't have that draw right now at this time. You know, even though more people watch it here and care about it here, um, you know, the average person doesn't really care. <laughs> so well, it's, part of it's the problem tough. is, is that, you know, we NASCAR argues that their biggest market, for example, is L.A. And that there's more people in LA that watch NASCAR than anywhere else. So we need to bring a race to LA and then they put it in a, in a stadium that seats 80,000 people and they can't get 80,000 people there, you know? And, and again, this is, so we're talking, like you said, NASCAR is, you know, I get that it's, it has a national popularity now, but it's still, it's a, it's a conservative sport. It is a Southern sport and putting it in the middle of a giant city just because there are more fans there because those people live in the city mm-hmm. doesn't equate to bringing people to the racetrack. And yeah, and I don't yeah know. you don't, you know, when somebody bullies you into something that you're not necessarily asking for, you're going to have a negative thought about it. Well, and the and other that's... thing is too, James, is if everybody in Chicago, so this isn't, this isn't like, we're not going to Michigan International Speedway that's out in the middle of freaking nowhere in a giant field to where mm-hmm. everybody around the track could hate the thing, but everybody's going to go to this property and they're going to camp out here in this, mm-hmm. this you know, self-contained area so they don't have to worry about everything around it. This is a racetrack in the city. If yep. the city doesn't embrace it, if the people in the city don't embrace it, it's going to be a bad experience for the people coming into it. Yep. And there's nothing NASCAR can do about that. Right. Exactly. So, Exactly. I don't know. Yep, so I'm nervous about this. I'm still optimistic, James. I still I want it to do well as much as I want Chicago and Speedway back. Um, mm-hmm. I want this to succeed. I don't want NASCAR ever to fail. Um, oh, you don't man, want a black skeptical. Eye. Yeah, you don't. You don't want a black eye on it. Yeah. Um, and the worst thing is, is the thing. All the stuff we're discussing has nothing to do with how the race is going to be, and that's not probably going to be good either. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Yeah, that's. I know that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I don't know. I hope we're wrong. I hope this is a spectacular event. I hope it's. I hope people open their arms up to it. Absolutely love it. I hope the racing's good, and we yep. go. Let's do this for the next twenty years. But yeah. I don't know. I'm. Yep. Casually optimistic, mostly skeptical. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, speaking of road course races, James, Circuit of the Americas is looking pretty good. Uh, if you want some, uh, some, you want your F1, <laughs> yeah, I want some international flair. Uh, who, who do we got running in the uh, in the old Coda race? 
oh, just Jensen Button, Formula One World Champion, Kimi Raikkonen, Jordan Taylor, and uh, there might be a goat sighting yeah. <laughs> at, uh, at Coda. That, an IndyCar driver is going to race it, right? An IndyCar driver, yeah, yeah. by the name of uh, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I Jimmy think. Johnson. That sounds Jimmy familiar. Johnson? I feel like I've yeah. heard that name before. Yeah, so we got a few open cars coming in. I think uh, I think Kimi is locked in, though, um, with the – isn't he driving the Floyd Mayweather car, the money team car? Potentially. I, think, I, I can't remember. Like I, think so. I can't remember. Yeah. I think so. But either, either way, these four guys are going to try to compete, and, and Jimmy will probably make it. Um, Jensen – man, Jensen Button is a – I mean, god dang, that's a good get. I mean, yeah. we've had Kimi – we've had Kimi over here before. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I think Kimmy's in the. Isn't he in the uh, Project Ninety One car? That's what I think. Yeah, that's what I he's racing. Think yeah. I don't. Hell, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you you anyway, put this in the notes. That's what happened. I know, but yeah. So anyway, we got our F one guys coming over, and we're gonna have an interesting. Uh, you know what this makes me think of, Eric? And we haven't had this in a while, but remember the era you and I grew up in, where the ringers would fly in all the yeah. time to to Sonoma and Watkins Glen. Uh, got a little bit of that feel here with some of these guys coming over. Yeah, except back then you the ringers flew in expecting to win, and now I think the ringers fly in expecting to run have somewhere. Ex- have in the an experience, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Scott Pruitts and Ron Fellows uh, of the world, Borset, yeah. you know, maybe more most famously. The only one of these guys that's thinking that he might have a shot at a checkered flag is is that that goat guy. Yeah, the, um, yeah, yeah, and even yeah, the, the even he probably has much more realistic expectations than that. Yeah, I think he, I think, I think I saw him tweet that he's gonna cross the track off his bucket list. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think Jimmy just wants to come out and have a good time. <laughs> uh, just a note on Jimmy Johnson: he's also gonna run the Coca Cola Six Hundred. That's right. Yeah. Um, has not announced the All Star Race yet, but he's expected to. Oh, uh, I mean, compete in the All Star Race as come well. Come on, he's gonna run. He's gonna. He never had a chance to race Wilkesboro. He's gonna definitely race Wilkesboro. Right. It wasn't. Is there one more that he's announced? I can't remember if there was one. Uh, isn't more. he running? Um. Yeah, I think so. I thought he was running. I can't remember. Gosh, I can't remember. Yeah. But remember, yeah, but... he's. But those are official. We, we yeah. know. We know it's a ten race. Um, a projected ten race slate for right. him. So yeah, the Coke Six Hundred is definitely gonna feel more like home. And honestly, save that Jimmy Johnson pick for for uh charlotte because yeah that might be a good might be a good one yeah he owned that um, place for god about dang, a decade he, did. <laughs> he named it lowe's motor speedway and, yeah. and god dang that lowe's car was flying yeah when they took the place. low sponsorship off of it that's when uh when he started struggling so he did well i mean jimmy johnson owned every racetrack for that's a little true. while Do- dover for god's sakes yeah. you know yeah so yeah um, one that's kind of slipped under the radar a little bit, uh, this week, I think, uh, it's been mentioned a couple times, but kind of quiet, uh, NASCAR has uh, announced that the choose rule will now include road courses. Um, so as we head to circuit of the Americas in a few weeks, we will be choosing there as well. Um, that basically means all the races in the cup series. I believe, I believe there's still some races in the lower series that don't, but, uh, all the, all the cup races will have the choose rule now. Um, some questions on DBC as to why we made this change now. Uh, it is kind of odd because we haven't run a road course race since they added uh, dirt tracks and super speedways. Uh, but I'm guessing somebody complained about it and may, maybe drivers said they wanted it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of this because I think if you're going to have the rule, just have the rule. Yeah. Um, just I don't th- exactly. I don't exactly. think it's going to affect much. I don't. I think you're pretty much going to slot in where you can in these road course races, but it might change things up a little bit. It gives you an option. I mean, if- yeah, and if you're at Coda, for example, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you want to be on the inside? And somebody's going to gamble on the outside, but you, yeah. you know that that first turn is just the thing is, is if you tight. think about the road courses we run, 
you know, maybe see Watkins Glen immediately has, you know, they go, they go left and then they go, or they go right. Then they go left. Mm-hmm. Sears points the same way, you know, Coda, you, you're heading into the S's hard. Yeah. You got a hard, hard left. And then you go into the S's. Yeah. I mean, if you're on the inside, that's great. But if you're still on the inside, as soon as you come out of that hairpin, you're screwed. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. It's, there's definitely gonna be some thought put into it. I, like I said, I'm a fan of this. I think I like the choose rule. I think it should be everywhere. Uh, and there you go. So, so we will not be, uh, we will not be waving the caution for stage breaks, but we will be choosing. Good. Unless we go green, unless we go green the whole race, which we could do. I'm excited to get to Coda next week after, after Atlanta here. I mean, I'm looking forward to actually looking forward to, we had a great finish there last year and, and I hope, uh, I hope the stage breaks really change the racing just a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful about it because I, I was getting tired of what we were seeing there for a while. I hope it's dry. Um, one thing yeah. I, I want to note too, <laughs> that uh, speaking of that, um, Danny pointed out in his podcast that uh, prior to the race at Phoenix, NASCAR told the teams to take the windshield wipers and the mud flaps off the cars. Yep. Um, I think that's a great decision. I thought the Xfinity cars look silly with that stuff on them. Um, if there's a threat of rain, sure. But honestly, if, if the rain comes after the race starts, NASCAR is going to tell everybody, or they're going to wave the caution and have everybody put the stuff on them anyway. So let's just leave it off. We don't need to have it until it yep. rains. You know, those, those exactly. mud flaps I look agree, silly on the cars when they're, when it's not raining. Yeah. It looks dumb. Yeah. It's <laughs> and dumb. It, then they're fiddling with the stupid windshield wipers and, and just, just take oh them off God. the cars. I know. Yeah. So I know. I'm glad. I'm glad too. Um, we head to Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. It is our third time on the Super Speedway configuration. James, I'm excited. I love this track. I hope to God that it hasn't weathered too much yet and that we still have Super Speedway style racing. Because uh, we have all three series in action this weekend. Uh, truck Series, Xfinity Series, and Cup Series. Uh, and the second race last year, the Xfinity Series, was not quite as exciting uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. so we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, here. Uh, one thing to note about Atlanta before we go into our picks is another uh, change that has been made, uh, which was pointed out on Twitter by Anthony Alfredo. If you haven't seen it, they will be pitting coming into turn three. Um, now the the timing line and the start of pit road, the commitment line is in turn three, so they have to ride the apron all the way around three and four. Um, definitely going to be interesting to see if there's speeding issues running that long of a pit road. Uh, green flag pit yeah. stops are going to be painful. I don't know that we'll have a lot of them. I don't know that we had any last year. Um, it's definitely safer entry, I would say. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be, man, it's going to be painful. Yeah. <laughs> but which, everybody has to do it. Which so. segment does Kyle Busch get the penalty in this week? That's the question. Oh, first one. <laughs> it's the first one. Kyle Busch, Denny yeah. Hamlin, historic for penalties and speeding. But it's been Kyle Busch this year. A lot of speeding penalties. Yeah, he'll he'll probably get one. Um, there's a handful of guys that are going to get him. Uh, so we're coming off our picks last week. I don't really want to talk about it very much. James has a 66 point lead over me. Uh, thanks to my Eric Almarola pick that got me a whopping four points, uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, James picks Kevin Harvick last week, gets 43 points out of the deal, almost gets the win. Um, so Atlanta motor speedway, because of that, I am still picking first. Uh, I was going with Willie B that was my pick, but I don't think Byron's going to do three in a row. Uh, which means he will, uh, but I don't yeah. think he will. And uh, and this is such a crapshoot race that I really don't want to throw away what is kind of a, a sure deal um, at a lot of other tracks. So I'm not going to take William Byron. 
Uh, instead, I'm going to swing for the fences, James. I'm going to go with a guy who really impressed here last year. can't remember if he did in both races or if it was just the one. I think it was just the first one. And I'm going to throw in a Corey LaJoy pick here. Whoa. There you didn't go. see that one coming. Yeah. Wow. This is Corey LaJoy's chance to make the playoffs right here. It, yeah, this in Talladega and Daytona, absolutely. Yep, I think this is the best one. He ran so well here yeah. in the spring last year. Was it the spring? That's good. Or was the no? I that's right. It, it was a summer race because it wasn't in the playoffs. That's right. Yeah. It was a summer race. Yep. Yep. All right. So Corey LaJoy for you. Yep. And so that gives me okay. So I had two options I wanted to pick between. Um. Man, I actually <laughs> had three. Okay, so. I was thinking Brad. I was thinking actually Justin Haley, but I'm gonna I'm gonna burn another pick here. Okay. Um, that might I'm, that might you know I'll, I'll get a chance to use him again in the playoffs, but I'm gonna I'm gonna burn one here. Uh, give me Ross Chastain. Nice, that's a good one. Give me Ross Chastain. He had two top fives. He last was really year. good. He yeah. I definitely was looking at him, but I I'm afraid to burn him too early. I, I yeah, man I I'm threw that I threw that Kyle Larson away so early. I'm so concern now <laughs> yeah it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting isn't it yeah um yeah i i don't want to burn um i don't want to burn too many of them quickly but this might be a good this might be a good use of my ross um here I, you know like i said i could have gone with justin haley maybe saved one um or even a brad here but you know taldeg is coming up and you know if, if i'm if i can get to brad there maybe that might be a good spot so i'm trying to think ahead this you know we're yeah. playing the game a little differently this year so it's it's well, it's i actually really do like this because we got to strategize the whole regular season and into the playoffs and i feel like there's going to be a swing here because i think you're you're hitting right now but i don't think you're going to be able to keep that up and i think yeah. that i might have some opportunities later in the season so it could be fun there could be some pretty big swings at the end um, I, you know, Bubba Wallace is a good pick here. He ran really well here. Yes. Um, yep. but again, one that you maybe don't want to burn somewhere here when you can, when you can spend him at, you know, Talladega or Michigan, even he ran really well at Michigan last year. Yep. Exactly. Kansas, you know? Yeah. So like, it's tough, man. Some of the, a lot of these guys, especially this race, cause it's such a crapshoot race. That's why I'm pretty confident with the Corey LaJoy pick. He's either going to, he's going to finish up front or wreck. So, I mean. So right. far, my trend is 25 or almost none. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have two single digit finishes. I'm yeah. I'm riding a streak of uh, a couple races in the 40s. Yeah. So, uh, so that's good. It's so been a disaster of a season. Um, yep. We won't we won't mention our third member that is uh, unofficial um, and how bad they are destroying us because uh, they cheated the first two weeks. Yeah, so. it's unofficial. So not it's not including them. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I'm like, sure he won't like that I said that he cheated. Just yeah, just like Denny Hamlin uh, trying to wreck Ross Chastain, it doesn't matter. That's right. That's right. Uh, That's meanwhile, fantasy league, James. How did fantasy league go this week? Oh, buddy, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so you won one week and I won the next. I can't remember the last time that's happened, Eric. I don't know. Um, I, I got. You know, the best part was is I thought I was doing really well, and then I checked the results, and I was like 14th at the time, and that was before the caution. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went yeah. backwards. <laughs> well, my uh, my start to my uh, my campaign this year has not been very good. So it was nice to nice to get a win. Um, I had Harvick. I had all. I mean, I had Byron and Larson. So um, I was hoping to have a pretty good day at that point. Uh, but Cole Custer's last stand second and Baron Speedway just knocking out solid yeah. finishes. He finishes third, um, which gives him the points lead yeah, still. He's ahead of lead. Cole Custer's last stand. And then third place is Miska Muska Mickey Elliott. 
So there you go. I fell yeah, fifth. Three. And then Eric, yeah, you're still fifth in points. And then mm-hmm. I, even with that win, I am 12th. <laughs> That's how, yeah, I know. I was off to, I'm off to a rough start. But you know what? If I can get lucky at Atlanta, um, I'll be right back in it. So got to make up for some lost time here. That's that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, I know. I know. Still 12th in points. That's how bad it was. My goodness. <sighs> uh, any shout outs this week, James? Um, you know, one of our listeners and, and I and a fantasy member too, uh, Justin was at Phoenix and gave yeah. us a couple of uh, nice tweets and was met, was just kind of sharing some stuff. So I wanted to shout him out. Yeah, definitely, definitely got to experience the uh, the red carpet and uh, some inside yeah, the track stuff, cool. which is pretty cool. It's always cool when somebody gets an opportunity to do that. Um, Phoenix Raceway definitely yeah, on shirt. my list of places that I want to go because I've I've heard so many good things about the fan experience out there. Um, really, really wanting it out there, but. Uh, It'll be, it's a ways off. <laughs> yeah. Ways off for me. Oh, yeah. Um, I yep. was trying to stall here because I was trying to remember what my shout-out was, but I cannot for the life of me think of it. So um, I'll just, you know, when I don't have a shout-out, I'd like to shout-out Dirty Mo Media because, you know, I idolize them and hope to someday work there. Probably not, but... Um, well, there's the guy who did the... Uh, maybe that's your shout-out. The guy who recreated his Dirty Mo studio. Oh, that is pretty cool, actually. It, it, on Reddit, somebody shared that they, they, they're with their son visited the, the dirty mo studio and they recreated it. The, the table they built is looks identical to junior's table. It's so cool. Uh, yeah. but no, uh, Kelly Earnhardt's doing a series on dirty mo, uh, about the, um, the financial side of running a race team and whatnot. So, yeah. uh, that'll be a pretty cool series they're doing on there. So that's worth checking out. Um, anything I, they're doing over there, at dirty mo is good stuff. Check it out. Yep. Yeah. I, um, saw Tony Stewart just did an interview where he said how much it costs per race car and uh half a million dollars. Yeah. And, that's he, insane. and he was, was not, not quite sure. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Kelly has to say um, as well, because I'm sure she's got plenty of insight. I mean, she's been in, you know, people think of her as Dale's sister. Yeah. Um, but she's been, uh, she's been in the business for, she's the men, brains men. in that operation. That's for oh, sure. dude. Yeah. She's, she's a heavy hitter in the, in the industry. Don't, don't be fooled by the last name. You know, and, and who she really is. Well, she's been so. responsible for the contracts that Junior signed. I mean, she's done oh, yeah. his, you know. Um, her first, uh, I forget the guy's name, but her first uh, guest is going to be the president over at uh, 2311. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about Black Flags? James, any Black Flags this week? Um, I was going to Black Flag myself because for being super salty. <laughs> just, just completely, just salty, just salty. Nice. So I'll, I'll do that for now. Sometimes I got in every once in a while, I'm going to throw myself an L. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to black flag everybody bitching about stuff. Uh, and I'll include <laughs> myself in that as well, because I've, I've done my share of bitching this season about things, bitching about Fox, bitching about Danica, bitching about whatever. Uh, let's just stop bitching and enjoy the racing. <laughs> yeah. Um, enjoy the fact the season started back up. You know, we're, we're in the swing of things. Now the West coast swing is over. Into the meat of the season now. Let's enjoy it. Uh, look at the positives and uh, and be happy that cars are on the track. This a uh, few years ago, James. This was the this was the week that we shut down for ten weeks due to COVID. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. And uh, you know, before that, we did not know what it would be like to lose ten weeks of NASCAR. And yep. uh, we were lucky that our sport was the first one to come back. Yeah, uh, we had to watch video games on TV for 10 yeah, weeks. Yeah, we were very thankful, weren't we? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so let's just be happy. We've got NASCAR. We've got full stands. Dude, three of the first four weeks were sold out. 
for the Cup yeah. Series. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You man. know, I'm I'm skeptical going to Atlanta this weekend because the, the crowds really haven't shown up there. Um, I hope they do, and I hope the weather's good, um, and they can have some good racing out there. But uh, yeah, let's stop bitching and just enjoy the show. You know, I uh, I was gonna say too. We've been doing this podcast now six years. Yes, uh, yesterday. Yeah, it was our six years, and. Um, now, obviously, my thoughts on this whole thing has been positive, and, and if we can, yeah, you know, I know we we have our moments, and we like to let it out. And that's why we do this. Well, and but, I'm not uh, saying we can't criticize things. We we can no, definitely criticize things. It makes everything better, right? I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, my experience with this is fun. I hope I hope people listen to it, have fun, and, and if you're listening to this, you definitely like the sport. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully that comes through. So that's why we're here. We love NASCAR. We love motorsports, um, and just uh, you know, we. Uh, we're here because we're fans. Yeah. Uh, we want the product to be the best it can be. And so sometimes there's going to be criticism and sometimes we're going to bitch about stuff we shouldn't be bitching about. So <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. One more shout out I wanted to throw out there. I can't remember if I shouted them out yet this year or not, but uh, Owasso Speedway uh, oh. here in Michigan, they are doing some major updates out there. They're putting safer barriers in over the next couple of years. They're redoing the grandstands. They're putting extra concrete walls in. Uh, they just posted today or yesterday that they got the new, uh, wheeling uh, flashing caution lights that they're putting up out there. Those things are beautiful. They're like, they said they're like four feet wide or whatever. Um, it, they're, this is a historic. So I've never been to Owasso Speedway. Um, this is a historic track though in Michigan. A lot of great drivers have raced through there. Um, I'm pretty sure Brad Keselowski and Eric Jones both raced out there. Um, yep. A lot of the big drivers in Michigan have raced through, and, and in NASCAR in general, even that that aren't from Michigan have raced through this track. Um, they've got uh, new owners over there that are putting some money into the place, and their their goal is to make it essentially the asphalt Eldora in Michigan. And I think they're on the right track right now. Hopefully, people show up and support what they're doing. I will be showing up and supporting a bunch of their races this year. Uh, one of their announcers out there is somebody I worked with at Tri City Motor Speedway, Roger. Um, Shut up, Roger, if you're familiar with him here locally. Uh, he does a great job. I like to give him crap, but he'll do terrific out there. I uh, love what they're doing at Owasso Speedway. Can't wait to get out there and watch a race this year. And just any, Great racetrack. Anytime great somebody's racetrack. putting money and effort into motorsports is just terrific. And, you know, yep. I, did, I worked at a dirt track for several years out at Tri-City Motor Speedway, but I am an asphalt guy, and to see asphalt tracks, seeing a resurgence here in Michigan is just awesome. So. Yeah, I love that place, and and you know it's one of those things where you walk in, you're like, holy cow, it, it's banked that much, right? You can really tell. I mean, I remember being a little kid, and I thought that place was huge, and it's not, it's not a very big place, but yeah. um, you know, when you're when you're a kid, you know, all these places are huge, and I just remember that was my first experience walking into that place was, holy cow, this is huge. I spent a lot of time in the pits there. Yeah. Um, over the over the over my youth, so I have a lot of good memories at Owasso. I am actually like strongly considering. I have I have some NASCAR plans this year. But I am strongly considering foregoing several of those NASCAR plans and spending a lot of my summer at Owasso, Birch Run, great, Berlin, man. and uh, and Corgan Oil Speedway here in Michigan, just supporting those tracks and watching some good short track local racing. So uh, we'll see what yeah, happens this summer. Great. I know it'll be a lot cheaper to do that than go to the NASCAR, um, but uh, mm -hmm. we'll still be following the NASCAR thing every week and still doing the podcast. So um, yep, there you go. And I'll I'll be I'll hit Michigan yeah. for sure this year. So, oh yeah, but uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, James, where can people hit you up on social media if they want to chat with you during the week? 
at James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. I haven't been much very active during the off season, but I'm starting to get active on there again. I was retweeting some stuff today. So uh, Elon hasn't killed it yet. So so far, there's still Twitter there. Uh, podcast, yeah. Podcast is on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Super Speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. You find uh, I'm going on the old script. The old script isn't accurate anymore because you can't find old episodes of the podcast on there. Uh, but you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Anchor. Uh, subscribe for new episodes each week. Uh, if you go to anchor.fm slash the super speedway, you can leave us an audio message and we may play it on the show. Uh, whatever you want to say, if you want to give us crap, if you want to talk smack about the fantasy league, if you want to bash Fox's broadcast. I know I said quit bitching, but go ahead and bitch on there. We will take it all day long. We'll play it on the air. And uh, and you're going to be, be a part of the show. Uh, James, we go to Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. The high banks of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Super Speedway style racing on a mile and a half track. Uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series, Truck Series, and Cup Series all in action. We'll be back right here next week to break it all down and talk about everything that happened. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. Let's go racing.